welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week's Torah portion by Hanan, which means, and I pleaded, is, um, is a part is this is part of Moshe's farewell address to the Jewish people before he passes away and uh, it deals especially it has a long long repertoire it deals extensively with the topic of idolatry and what is idolatry why is the Torah's concern for idolatry why does it caution us so much against it and what is the source of this attraction so idolatry is defined in our intention and how we perceive Hashem. A intention of how we look at things, how we live, can be um, a defining uh, source of if we are idol worshippers or not. And I'm going to come and explain this more thoroughly. And it's very subtle. It doesn't mean that you have to have a, a tree or the sun or, or an idol in your house and you bow to it and you pray to it. And uh, obviously this is a 100% idol worship, but it's more subtle than that. And we have to be very, very careful. And the sages caution us all the time into not falling into this and, um, and not necessarily is manifested by having an idol in front of you. The halakhic definition of idolatry, halakha is the, the law, is if one slaughters an animal as a sacrifice to the sun, to the moon, to the stars, etc., this means we should not think uh, that this is, uh, we should think this is idolatry. Obviously, this is uh, the, the, the most normal form of idolatry. And, um, and what it's telling us is that something has to be important or unique to be an idol. It, it, this is not true. Uh, we can make an idol out of berries, for example. If you become a passionate person about berries and your life is consumed by berries and you only eat berries and you're dreaming about berries and uh, you see berries as something that is separate from God, and your intentions of berries is because they told you that um, they have antioxidants and they're gonna make you very, very healthy. And um, so you swear by this and you think your health depends on the berries and that you're not gonna get sick because you eat berries. This is a form of idol worship because in reality, yes, the berries can be antioxidants, they can be very healthy and they can uh, prevent a lot of diseases. But in reality, the one that really keeps you healthy and the one that really makes sure that you don't get sick is Hashem. So you can have the intention of eating the berries because they're healthy and it's a good source of antioxidants and Hashem put them in the world so you can keep yourself healthy and this is one of the vehicles that Hashem uses for our health. But when you have the intention that God is in the picture, then it doesn't become idol worship. So money, prestige, food, health, self-improvement, uh, anything apart from Hashem today, the selfie, self, 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 it's a society of I, I, me, me, iPhone, iPad, selfie, everything is about us, then the biggest idol we have today is ourselves because everything we do is uh, with the self in mind and we're very self-conscious people today and um, we are driven by the self and uh, it became a market and it, it, it's all over the place it's in the billboard so everybody worships beauty and people go to the extremes to become beautiful and have wrinkles in their faces and they do crazy stuff 
to, to maintain their youth. When they're 80 years old, they wanna look like they're 20, and they do ridiculous things to maintain themselves as young. And this is a, a way of idol worship because it's idoling, idol worshiping yourself, it's about you. So, so the order in which we can live our lives not to fall into idol worship the first thing we have to have in, in, in our minds is that we always have Hashem in front of us. And um, everything we do, we should always ask ourselves, is this something that God would approve of? Is this the way He wants me to live my life? It is according with the Torah. Is this what Hashem wants? And when we're always having God in front of us, then everything is God. Like, it's the unity of God with us. Like, the, the, the medicine we have, the beauty we have, everything we have really comes from God. So we, we acknowledge Hashem and we put him, in, put him in the picture and the intention of everything we use, we use it for Him so we can serve Him in a better way than we are uh, uh, making ourselves um, protected against idol worship. Uh, and one must see Hashem as everything, and, um, and uh, there's a saying in the Hasidic world, which is very, very common, it's called Enod Milvado. And Enod Milvado means there is none besides Him. There's nothing separate from God. And when we live our lives knowing that Hashem is in everything in our lives, and that He's everything, even that toenail you broke, and it hurts like crazy, He's part of that too. And it's not like the bad shoe you're wearing and you know this is that comes from God, then in that way you're gonna be living a life in which you are not falling into idol worship because sometimes things happen to us and then we blame the shoe, we blame ourselves, we blame the neighbor, we blame our parents for everything, every disaster we have in our lives, and then we're we're uh, putting the force in something else that is not God. And when we have things in our life that really maybe they're not so comfortable and sometimes we have joyful things in our life but we know this comes from God everything is him there's nothing separate from him then we know you know what he's teaching me a lesson here or or Baruch Hashem this blessing comes from him and in that way we won't put the emphasis in something else also in the Shema Israel we say Shema Israel Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Ehad when we say Shema Israel, we're saying, listen Israel, Hashem, which I'm not going to say the name, Yud Kevav Ke, I cannot say the real name. And we say that name is, uh, is the infinite expression of God in the world. Elohim is the finite expression of God in this world. It, it, it has the same numeric, numerical value as Teva, which is um, nature. So the same God that is infinite, that created the world and has all the power in the world, is the same God that is hidden in nature. It's one. So the Shema Israel, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Had, what we're doing is we're bringing the unity of God in this world. And when we bring the unity of God and we reveal Hashem in this world in every little thing there is, then we are exempt from doing idol worship. Idol worship is to think that something is separate from God, that uh, things that happen have nothing to do with Him. And when we think in this way, they're in a very subtle way, we are, God forbid, idol worshiping. And we see that Abraham Avinu, who is the first monotheistic person in the world, the first person that believed in one God, what happened to him is that 
every person thought that yes, God created the world. They didn't deny the creation of the world by Hashem, but they thought that there were powers separate from Hashem, that the moon was a separate power from Hashem, the sun had a separate power from Hashem, everything had a separate power from Hashem. It was a separate entity. And Abraham, he was a, a young boy and he was lying down, I think he was three years old and he was looking at the stars and he came to this realization that everything was God that it's impossible that this world is separate from him, that everything, everything, every grass of, blade of grass that moves with the wind is controlled by Hashem. And he's the first person in the world that came to this realization. So Hasidic thought explains that not only there is no other God besides him, there is nothing besides him, like everything is God. So how do we reconcile our perception of reality with Enot Milvador. When we look at the world, where is God? I don't see God, I don't see him anywhere. When I see a sick child, where is he? Or when I see a poor person in the street dying of hunger, where is God? Or, or the big question, where was God when the, the Nazis were killing six million Jews and so many other people, where was he? So according to the Alter Rebbe, this is so because Hashem is recreating the world at every instant and if he would stop for one second to mention everything that is in the world, because he recreated through speech, then the, the world would cease to exist. And this is the Hasidic approach. God not only created the world, he recreates the world at every instant. He, at every second of the day, if you have your watch on, it's because he's recreating your watch. And that's why it exists. But in our perception, we don't see him. So we think the world is something separate from God. He just created the world and he went and he's playing golf now. He has, he has no time for us. And that's not the reality. The reality that he's very much in, in every aspect of our lives and in the world. So for the existence of the world created from nothing is a true miracle because the world was created from nothing. Like you create a house today, you create it from bricks and bricks come from, from mud and the mud comes from the ground, and so everything comes from something. But Hashem is the only being that can create from nothing, and this is the biggest miracle. And the Baal Shem Tov's motto was that Hashem is everywhere. And exile, that's the problem, is that in exile we are blind. We don't have these special eyes that can see Hashem everywhere. We, the, the good and the bad is so intermixed in this world that we're not, we, we can't see him in a, in a clear way. And that's part of exile. So our, our challenge in this world is to really go through these eyes that we have and this reality that we think it's a reality and just look through it and just peek into where Hashem is and see that Hashem is really running the show and he's everywhere. And this is the concept of Ashgaha Prati. So, divine intervention when we see that God is everywhere and we feel him. So exile doesn't allow us to see Hashem, but deep inside we know that this is the truth. So the Torah, which is Hashem's will and his wisdom, and to get to know Hashem, we have to learn Torah because this is the only way we can know him. Then it's a paradox and sometimes it can be seen as, a, as contradictory and uh, everything is a paradox and uh, 
And, and the same God that tells us that in Purim, we have to rejoice and increase our joy and drink and be happy and, 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 and party and, and have a good time, is the same God that in this week of Tisha B'Av, the last three weeks, he has told us, diminishing your joy, don't be super happy, don't do parties, don't dance, don't listen to music, and, and even fast. So it's a paradox. So there's a story of, um, that will explain this, of Rabbi Susha of Annapoli and his brother Elimelech, and they were these two tzaddikim, and they used to go from town to town to find funds, and, uh, but they looked like very, like not well, like they, they were very poor and they didn't look good and they smelled. So they came to this town and the policemen thought that he, they were thieves and they throw, threw them into the jail. And they're in the prison and they're in their cell and it's time for the afternoon prayer for Minha. And Rabbi Elimelech starts crying and he starts crying because it smells terrible inside of that cell. There's a toilet in there. And, um, and he knows that he cannot pray if there's a bad smell. The Torah tells you if there's a bad smell, you cannot pray in this place. It's forbidden. So he starts crying and he tells his brother, we've never missed a minha in our lives. I feel so bad. I've never not prayed at the right time. And Rabbi um, uh, Susha starts laughing and says, what is your problem? Why are you crying? The same God that tells you to pray at this time is the same God that is telling you not to pray if it smells bad. So either way, if you're praying or you're not praying, you're doing Hashem's will, and that's what's important. You have to do what Hashem wants from you. It's not what you want. When it's about us, then that's idol worship because it's about the self. We're idolizing ourselves. So the Rabbi Elimelech, suddenly he realized and he started laughing and he started singing and he started dancing. He was so happy. He says, you're right, you're right. I'm doing Hashem's will. I'm so happy I'm doing Hashem's will. And then the guard came. He says, what's going on with these two guys? So another prisoner was in the cell and said, I don't know, they went crazy. First, they were, he was crying because he couldn't pray because it smells bad in here. Then the brother told him that he should be happy he didn't have to pray because this is what God wants. And now they're dancing and they're having a ball. So the guard says, oh, they're happy because they're not praying. So he took them out and he put them in a clean cell and which didn't have a bad smell and they were able to pray. So that Talmud relates uh, another story of Rabbi Ashi, which asking Menashe, since you were so wise, why did you worship idols? How come such a wise king ended up idol worshiping? And Menashe answered, had you been there in those times, you would have lifted the edge of your garment and you would have run after me. So what it means is that sometimes society, sometimes lifestyles, sometimes uh, the way the, the, the things are going grab us. And we end up running after idol worship. Today, many people, they worship money, they worship success, they worship um, uh, high positions. People think that if they're not in the billions, they're nobody. And, and what is that? They're worshiping money. And, and, and that's what it is. So, so it, when society puts you in this place that a kid has to have an A plus in his, in his report card, he has, he has to go to, um, to a college that is um, a super college and he has to have this degree and that degree and that degree to make it in life. 
it's a it's a way of idol worship because you're not putting your trust in Hashem. You're putting your trust in your grades, in your school, in your college, in your career, in your whatever you're gonna do with your life, and you're putting your trust in that, and you're not putting your trust in God. So, so we should always make it a point to once a day, twice a day, in a moment of 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 a vulnerability, say, oh, ain't milvado, ain't milvado. Get accustomed to repeat this in your life and remember at every instant that everything is Hashem, that everything is God. And this is what we're gonna get, what Mashiach gets here. God willing, we're gonna be able to see Hashem in everything with our new eyes. And we're gonna have no doubt that everything is God. So I wish you a good week, a happy week, a healthy week, and live a little higher. Thank you.